thousand mind and body A thousand mind and body A thousand mind and body A thousand mind and body Hey everyone, welcome to A Dose of Mind and Body your audio prescription to anything pharmacy, mental health, and fitness or lifestyle habits. My name is Miriam. I am a pharmacist who loves to share my experiences with you all. With a step-by-step on how to implement these new strategies, stories from my own experiences, and more to help you get from where you are now to where you want to be and be the best version of yourself possible. I am your host. Let's get into today's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to my podcast, A Dose of Mind and Body. On today's episode, we have a very special guest, Jamie Wilkley, a pharmacogenomics pharmacist that is going to share a little bit about what she does and some insight about this not so popular career in pharmacy in the pharmacy world. So how are you, Jamie? I'm so good. Thank you for having me. I'm Miriam. I definitely want to um, take out a moment to thank you for being on my show today. It's been uh, so hectic trying to get everyone on here. So I really appreciate your time today. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm glad to be here and talk about pharmacogenomics. I want to shout it from the rooftops. Yes. So can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you um, got into this career choice? Yeah, sure. So I had a very traditional pharmacy path. I graduated pharmacy school back in 2010, and I worked for Walgreens and worked for Walgreens for 10 plus years. I just, that was my only job as a pharmacist, and I enjoyed it a lot because it provided well for me and my family. And luckily I was able to work part-time for most all of that as I've had my four kids. Um, I really enjoyed it being a part-time job, but I eventually just got tired of the rigmarole of retail pharmacy and the increasing stress that I felt at work. Mm-hmm. And the pandemic was kind of the, the, <laughs> the straw that broke the camel's back where work got a lot more stressful and I just got really tired of being on the front lines when everyone else (laughs) in my neighborhood got to work from home. Even my husband got to work from home and I always wanted to work from home. And it was really frustrating to feel like I had a career that I could not do that, that I had to be physically in the pharmacy to work. And that had always bugged me, but the pandemic really brought that to light. And so um, I just decided I was going to create my own consulting job and make it happen because I wanted it and I I'm determined in life to get what I want, even if it's a crazy amount of hard work. And so I got some coaching from the Happy Farm D because originally I thought I would just wanted a different job, but came to realize very quickly that a job is a job and I wanted to be my own boss and mm-hmm. create a career that I really liked. And so I just jumped in head first and figured out with a lot of trial and error and a lot of failure, failing forward into figure out how to be a clinical consultant pharmacist and to see my patients in my own company. So it's been a monumental effort, but it's also been incredibly rewarding. Oh my God. That's so awesome. Oh my God. That's super inspiring. I feel like um, the transition into uh, being your own boss is always very um, easing and not as stressful because you make your own schedule and everything's like based off of what you 
want essentially and you feel like it's more rewarding because you feel like the patients actually appreciate you so I think that's definitely a great way to transition um and I'm sure you're just not as stressed so that's great um um what kind of experience do you feel like uh, a pharmacist who's a retail would need in this position specifically oh that's what was so great about pharmacogenomics because all these years I've as I've been in retail, I felt stuck and felt like if I ever want any other job in pharmacy, I have to go get a residency or I have to go get board certified or I have to do something else. I even thought for a long time about going to PA school. Oh God, me too. Like a PA degree, which is crazy because I felt like, well, this doctorate degree is great and all, but I can't actually do anything with it outside of retail. And so just getting over that fact and realizing that my PharmD is enough and PGX certification is really a very easy and manageable thing to attain. It's not like a master's degree. It's not like mm-hmm. this huge process. It's just a really deep dive into what we already know in pharmacokinetics and pharmacodynamics. Certified mm-hmm. just because I was interested in it. And by the time I got done with that certification course, I just felt on fire and felt like why is our profession not doing this with every patient encounter? This is incredible science, and yet very few are doing this. So it just seemed really obvious to me. I have to start a company and start seeing patients because no one else is doing this. Yeah. And when you can help patients in this way, it's been so rewarding and so awesome. And it's been really fulfilling to be a retail pharmacist that made a career change like no. that. That's completely different. No, I totally agree. So if for people that don't know what pharmacogenomics is, can you give us like a rough uh, breakdown and like, I guess an easy way to explain? (laughs) Yeah. So the the third grade level explanation is you just get the right medicine at the right dose for your genetics because everyone processes medication differently. And Mm -hmm. so with a full panel DNA test, we can see over 200 medications, how your body processes them. And so when you know how you metabolize through all of the different enzyme and metabolic pathways, then you can get the right dose of the right medicine for the right patient. You don't have to spend years guessing on mental health medications. You narrow it down significantly. And so it's pretty amazing technology. That's great. Do you feel like your, um, your patient population is mainly a specific range or are you working with a lot of different um, patients right now? I work with a lot of different patients. There's the, the biggest category is mental health. Mm-hmm. And that's where the, the broadest application is because right now mental health is a big guessing game. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have guidelines for patients in general, but we don't have anything for individual specific patients and their genetics. And so to be able to cut out so much of the medicine that's giving them side effects or that's just not working is so valuable to them. Um, but outside of psychiatry just with cardiovascular and infectious disease and proton pump inhibitors like there's just anyone who takes medicine can benefit from this test Mm -hmm. and a lot of people even the patient I just saw an hour ago he was only on two medications and he was just mostly interested for the rest of his life Mm -hmm. what medicines work for him so it's not even I mean polypharmacy patients are huge psychiatry patients are huge but really, like, if anyone is ever going to get medicine in their life, it makes sense to get this because it's a one-time test. Your genetics don't change. Yeah. And so 
oh it's just God. been really cool to empower patients in their interactions with their providers. That is super neat. Do you feel like there's a spe- specific personality like you would need for this position or do you think it's more so anyone who's passionate about, um, I guess, patient interaction would like this position? That's a really good question. Um, it just depends on what business model you want to pursue. If you're doing B2C consulting where you like just see your own PGX patients outside of a clinic, then you're probably going to need to be gregarious and able to draw people to you. But if you are able to work with a clinic or a practice and see their patients there, then that that extrovert personality is not necessarily the asset that it is in another business model. So I think the most important thing to succeed is just your PharmD education. Um, And for me, it's really a lot easier to consult patients in this way because before working in retail, patients just walk up to you and they ask you a question and you have to know right there what to say. Or a doctor will call and say, I need help with this dosing. And you're like, Um, you have to know right there. And it's kind of intimidating and you're like, Oh, uh, let me just check. And definitely do that. Yeah, it's for this sure. Like- pharmacogenomics, you get the lab, you get a review it all on your own time, answer all your questions. And so when you sit down with the patient, you're like solid. You're you know what you're going to you know. say. It's just, so if you're a person that's nervous or unsure of themselves, it's a great place to be because you have the time and the space to do all your research before you present to the patient and the prescriber. So. Oh my god! Um, yeah, not not necessarily personality. Do you um feel like your uh, your this current job is a lot better for you um, mentally wise versus your old job, or do you feel like it's it's kind of like the same? Oh my gosh! No, this is way better. It's okay. so much more rewarding. Yeah. Like I can see my patients' eyes light up when I show them, like, yes, this is why your medicine's not working, or watch out for this because of your genetic profile. If a doctor is interested in these medications, they're probably not going to work, or they're going to give you a lot of side effects. So like yeah. I have really quality interactions with my patients and I get to pick my own schedule. I don't yeah. work weekends. I don't work nights. Oh That's amazing for my family and my life. Yeah. But on the flip side, like I am an entrepreneur now. And so it's all on my shoulders. So I don't just mm-hmm. clock in and out to work anymore. Mm-hmm. So there is that flip of like, uh, this is all on me, which is not for everyone. So yeah. It's not like I'm kicking back and like now it's the easiest thing I've ever done. It's certainly better mentally and a lot more fun, but it takes a certain skill set to be okay with now it's all on you, whether you're going to get patients or not to to get paid. So, yeah, no, that's totally understandable. I was going to say there's always pros and cons to a job so it's like knowing that so that you're like okay which what do I want to do do I want to stay here do I want to change and then sometimes you think changing is better but then you're like crap this is just as bad so you just like kind of need to know what what's going to work for you um I do agree with the schedule like I feel like you don't have a schedule when you're retail and you're floating and so um that's kind of cool to see that you you have control over that and it's not taking over your life so um, what's one word of advice you'd give to a student who's um, seeking like a career transition and possibly trying to do this? 
Oh, to students. Oh my gosh. Do, just do it. Just do it because there's so, there's such a bright future to pharmacy right now. There's so much opportunity, but a lot of people don't see it because they're stuck in traditional positions mm-hmm. and traditional pharmacy is changing and it's changing very quickly. So if you're not willing to adapt, yeah, the writing's on the wall. Like things are changing and it's, it's probably for the worse for a lot of pharmacists in traditional settings, just because, you know, all the, the oversaturation, the decreasing pay, like uh, the increasing automation, all of that is happening. And so it's easy for a lot of people to feel down about the profession, mm-hmm. but if you get into something new where you're really using your education and doing, combining it with like what you love and something that you're actually interested in, then there's nothing but possibilities because patients are looking for a solution. And when you can help them in their health, whether it's through PGX or any other number of things that pharmacists are trained to do, it can succeed and grow really well. You just have to be willing to try Mm -hmm. and not only try, but fail and keep sticking with it. Because if you give up after one or two failures, then you haven't given it a real chance. So yeah, how long did it it take you to transition um, or what steps did you take, I guess? yeah it was it was almost a full year of like behind the scenes work and figuring out what area of pharmacy I was even interested in because I thought I was just going to leave pharmacy entirely because I don't actually like medicine yeah (laughs) I don't take medicine and so I was like what am I doing here like it was a great job that paid well but I don't actually like medicating people yeah and so this feels like a way I can serve patients and help them de-prescribe and just get what works for them Mm-hmm. And so that resonates with me. But if you you have to combine what you're interested in with a problem the world has and yes. do it. Just just That's do you only live once and I don't know, it's the it's once you get into a traditional job, it gets harder to leave because you get comfortable and then you start mm-hmm. and you're living afraid, the lifestyle afraid. that is harder to replace. So anyway, like if you're interested, just just do it. Yes, no, I totally, I totally feel like that's a common theme with um, a lot of fresh graduates because we're just used to the retail setting and you're like, how do I do something that's not even popular? What do I do? Or I'm going to fail. No one's going to hire me. So there's like ongoing themes. Um, so it's enlightening to see like you doing something completely different and like no one's ever really done it, but actually like succeeding and doing it and continuing is very inspiring. So um, I think that's the whole snippet people get to find what you like and then kind of just roll with it. But it, it, it gets very hard when you keep feel like you're hitting a wall. So um, I, I think that's that's really rewarding. Is yes, there, and that's oh. why, like, so I knew that that was a problem, and a lot of pharmacists feel this way. Like, I want to be a consultant, but I don't know how, and I'm working full time, so I don't have time to figure it out. Yeah. So that's why I created my program to teach pharmacists how to do it. Mm-hmm. It's like to walk them through it because it's easy to give up when it gets hard, and I want pharmacists to get out of there and have jobs that they love. And so I'm trying to help solve the problem as best as I can since I just did it and I know all the ups and downs of the emotion and all the like living it real time how it feels that's why I had to like create my program to help pharmacists and like hold their hand and walk them through it because that's what I wanted like just a best friend to tell me like do this do that do this 
I mean, it's still hard work, but then you have a blueprint rather than just winging it yourself. Cause so you have, you have a program that you're helping other pharmacists transition. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I just yeah. launched it April 1st. I'm oh, so congrats. excited about it. Oh, it's been so much work, but basically I took like my whole blueprint of what I did mm-hmm. and put it into a course. So it starts with like, what is PGX? Why is PGX important? How do I get certified? What certifications matter? Do I need a certification or a master's degree? Mm -hmm. And then goes through like how to work with labs and how to get paid from labs and what to look for when you work with labs. Mm -hmm. Then I talk about how to work with providers and how to like get in their practice because a lot of pharmacists are really scared about that, like asking for a job kind of Mm -hmm. um, putting themselves out there. So how to work with providers how like the business end, like it's like a baby MBA course, like how to structure your business, how to do accounting and like legal and all this stuff that we did not learn in pharmacy school. Yeah. And then the last two sections are different ways you can use PJX and consulting. It doesn't necessarily have to be in a prescriber office, seeing their patients. There's so many options out there. And last is just mindset, because if you don't have the mindset of an entrepreneur, it's going to be so yeah. anyway, oh, it's my yeah. little baby I'm so excited about. And a lot that, of pharmacists that, have already joined because they're looking for exciting. a solution. That, so, yeah. Wow. That's very exciting. I feel like um, that, that like transitioning and figuring out how to, but having an actual like step-by-step is 10 times like better feeling like it's easier to do um that's super interesting I'll have to look at that oh yeah. god yeah transitioning is always hard and I feel like like you said everyone thinks you either need a residency or you can't transition without feeling like you're leaving something for something less I guess um mm-hmm. how do you feel um it was um transitioning from a job that you were probably getting paid a little bit more to something maybe a little bit less or just enough was it stressful or hard or how did you go about that yeah that's something I teach in the course that's really important for pharmacists to understand Mm -hmm. because if you are like on such a tight budget that you can't miss like one shift at work or go without one paycheck it's Mm going to be a lot harder to transition because Mm -hmm. we have the golden handcuffs and we have this high standard. And if you can't take even a little pay cut initially, it's going to be a lot harder mm-hmm. to get into practice because at some point you can do the side hustle and have these cards on the side while you work full time. But mm-hmm. at some point you have to make the leap. And so for me, I did take a pay cut in Completely. that transition, which luckily I was financially prepared for. So it mm-hmm. wasn't a big deal. But if you're not, then that might be like a a make or break situation yeah. because we're so like stuck in our career and like our salary, but really yeah. there's so much more potential. Now I set my own salary. I earn way more per hour than I did at Walgreens, but you have to build it up. So it's kind of like it, it goes down initially and then it comes back up. But if you can't uh-huh. ha- handle that initial Stop. drop, yeah, it's then you don't hard. get the benefit of the up yeah. later on. So so the more just, you're prepared, the faster you can scale and succeed. But if if it is just down to the wire and it's so tight, then it does make it a lot harder. Oh my God, that's so neat. Yeah, I feel like that's another thing with transitioning, deciding if the pay is worth the cut 
for your mental well-being and mm-hmm. at the same point it's like it kind of does <laughs> you're like you just have to be prepared to experience that dip because I do notice I had a couple of friends and just residents and they're like oh my god that pay cup's way worse but they like didn't feel it was worth it because of the fact of the stress so it's just the risk versus benefit thing and oh it's yeah that's very very enlightening um is there any rewarding stories that you would like to share with us during your time as a pharmacogenomics pharmacist yeah it's just so fun like all my patient interactions are just so uplifting and people are just so happy to know this information and they're so grateful for me and like to be able to talk with a pharmacist for an hour all about not only like the drug gene interactions, but just how their medicine's going in general. Mm-hmm. And especially like I have a couple of friends who I did their testing on and they were just so happy. One of them even started like crying during Aww. the interview because she was like, it's just been so hard to yeah. get help with my medicine. And the doctor, I would get such a short time with them and like here you showing what could work yeah. is just amazing. And so like it's just every interaction is just so uplifting and awesome. And I can't say that about all my retail interactions. Yes. So it's just oh a totally goodness. different feeling at work. It's yeah. amazing. Do you have like, um, I guess, partners within your company or are these people that you just basically have them start up their own consultation business? Do you have anything sort of like that? Or is it just you're coaching them to make their own I guess consultation. Yeah, that's yeah. So right now I teach them everything they need to do to set up their own consulting practice. Mm -hmm. But then as I grow my company and I hire consultants under me to because I'm running out of time. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to hire consultants under me to do the work. Mm -hmm. Um, So then I can teach them how to grow their company in that direction too, because no one's doing PGX. So those who get in now and are like, getting established then they get to be the leaders and the experts in their zip code in their area like in their niche and so there is growth and I'm excited to not only teach them the basics but with my ascension program to like support them into the future so that they can grow as much as possible which is also really so awesome it's crazy that you bring this up only because I had a friend who was doing the testing for animals and she reached out to me to be one of those people that just do the interactions to get paid per each interaction and it was very little but it was just like a side type of thing and I was like oh my god I just like saw someone talking about pharmacogenomics so I'm like I need to like I need to talk to this person now and see but um no I definitely think that the pharmacy world is definitely going in that direction due to just the mental health not knowing what dosing to give um what med works best for them there's like tons of meds for patients and um I think that's like a big great area and a lot of patients are like not seeing benefit from that so I really think that's rewarding in itself so that's so exciting oh my god is there any I guess bad experiences you've had during this time with patients or interactions or not so much not bad but like not exciting information so if people are disappointed it's because I tell them like great you're a normal metabolizer Mm -hmm. good job so that's kind of like oh I went through all this just to find out like 
I'm a normal metabolizer, but like there's value in it. It's just not as exciting and flashy and like emotional as finding out what they're expecting, but it's the actual result of what they get. Well, that's that's not too bad. Okay. Yeah. So really like, they're not mad. They're just like, surprise okay (laughs) I think it's only been hmm, one or maybe two patients that have had that where like really it's just okay well you look pretty good so (laughs) it's that it's definitely um an anomaly do you uh recommend everyone get this test even if they're not taking medicine necessarily or just more so for people who are on medications yeah, well, there's value in it into the future because if if someone's prescribing for you, mm-hmm. they need to know what works best for you. And so even if like not right now, but say you get admitted to the hospital, you don't have time to run that test really quick before they start yeah. giving you prescriptions. And so I see the value of predictive testing to like see, to know what ahead of time and just be armed into the future. If an acute incident happens and there's not time, to do it so I don't know I I think in in the future everyone's gonna be tested and we'll think it's crazy that we didn't test we just gave people the same dose of medicine whether they're like it's like we're going back in time or something to fix something that should have been here originally yeah it's like it's like the olden days of blood transfusion so they used to give a blood transfusion without knowing blood types and we're like well here's some blood (laughs) let's see how it goes like it just feels like the dark ages so anyway so much potential it's an exciting place to be there's a lot of hope in pharmacy you just have to be willing to put yourself out there and kind of break the mold yes is there any word of advice you'd give to any new graduate pharmacist student that is um seeking something that isn't retail or residency but doesn't know how to without I guess yeah without any guidance uh yeah take my course and I'll (laughs) tell you everything you need to know (laughs) or just get on LinkedIn and like find people in the field that you're interested in people are willing to help you out and even if it's just a 15 minute phone call almost everyone's willing to like get on a call with you give you some directions so just talk to people ask how they got there and do it like people are so willing to help I've been so impressed with my connections I've made all over the world and like everyone is willing to give you 15 minutes of the time and give you directions and like follow their directions and do it take action I'm so excited well I'm so happy that I had you on my show today I wanted to ask you one more question so everyone could try to find you where can people find you or reach out to you if they have any questions or anything um LinkedIn that's my jam I'm on LinkedIn Dr. Jamie Wilkie and I also have a website drjamiewilkie.com oh awesome and yeah reach out email call I am excited if anyone's interested in a bright future in pharmacy. I'm so happy to talk. I'm so excited. Thank you guys. Um, Well, that is all for today's episode. Thank you. So if you like this episode, I hope you hit subscribe, rate it five stars and share it with a friend. And I hope to see you on the next episode. And remember, it's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. Dose of mine and body, a dose of mine and body, a dose of mine.